friends, my name is Amina Mejdoubi and you are listening to the podcast Unpacking with Mina. This podcast is a safe space where comfortable and uncomfortable conversations will occur. We will explore together the world by dissecting various issues that pertain to the human experience in a raw, authentic and fun way. So buckle up for a fun ride. Hi friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Amina Mejdoubi and you are listening to another episode of Unpacking with Mina. Today's episode is a heavy one. So before uh, we start talking about domestic violence, I want to tell you that this may be triggering to some of you, that uh, the stories I will share uh, might be too sensitive. So please listen at your own discretion. Um, and if this is not for you, you can totally skip it. I completely understand. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about my story as a domestic violence survivor. Then I'm going to talk to you about how we can um, figure out if the relationship we're in is abusive or not. And then I will talk to you about life after the abuse. So before we start talking about my story i want to tell you and remind you that nobody is immune to getting into an abusive relationship it can happen to anybody nobody signs up for it nobody asks for it it just happens you could be smart you could be beautiful you could be amazing you could be woke and you could still be sucked into an abusive relationship because it creeps up on you I am a survivor of domestic violence. I have been since 2011 and I am today sharing my story because I want women to know that there is life, there is love and there is a voice after domestic violence. The reason, the other reason why I'm sharing my story is because every day in the US, three women die of domestic violence. So this is a very personal topic for me and I hope, I hope that I can help one woman, if I can help one woman today, then I've done my job. Um, another thing I want to stress is that I'm not sharing my story for to get any sympathy from you guys or, or get any messages like, I'm sorry, please don't be sorry for me. I want you to be happy for me because um, I won. At the end of all of this, I actually walked away a winner. I want to make sure that through this podcast, I empower women all over the world to both recognize and leave their abusers and give women hope when everything seems hopeless. I believe there is a power in sharing raw and authentic stories. So before I share my story, I want to talk about the different types of abuse. There are four different types of abuse. There is verbal, when your partner belittles you or calls you names sexual when your partner has non-consensual sex with you or physical or you know sexual assault physical when your partner harms you physically pushes you hits you i mean it could it's a lot of different examples and psychological when your partner tries to control your behavior and you become so scared of your partner because they threaten to hurt you, your pets, the people you love. 
and you don't feel safe. So in my marriage, I suffered all these types of abuse. My ex-husband stopped me from working to gain financial power over me, and he did. And it started really small. Everything that he said was because, um, oh, this is going to benefit you. This is going to benefit you. I'm your husband. I would never hurt you. Um, he stopped me from communicating with friends. I was not allowed to have any friends of any gender. He controlled my communication with my parents and family. He always looked at how long my conversation was with them when I talked to them over the phone and asked me explicit and specific questions about what our conversation was about. And he raped me. The rape part was the hardest part of my marriage to understand because I was a bride and because I also come from a culture that doesn't consider non-sexual intercourse as a spouse rape. So let me say that again. I come from a culture that doesn't consider non-consensual sex with your partner as rape. In the dictionary, rape is any non-consensual sex. When any of the parties says no and the other partner continues to have sex and continues to push for sex, that is considered rape. That is the definition of rape. When you are married, that is considered marital rape. And unfortunately, I wasn't even aware of this as a thing until I left him and I had a therapist who helped me work through all these issues and brought this to my attention. Um, eventually, um, this affected my self-esteem and confidence and he preyed on that. He always reminded me that he's the only person that I have in my life and that if he didn't love me, nobody would love me, including my family. So if you know me, you know how close I am to my family. I mean, my family is everything. And he made me question their love for me. And this is information I'm probably sharing for the first time, but he did what is called gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse that's seen in abusive relationships. And it's the act of manipulating a person by forcing them to question their thoughts, memories, and even their sanity. Um, for example, I'll give you an example. Let's just say you rearranged your bath bedroom, um, your bedroom somehow, and then your partner comes home and you don't see him and he rearranges it or she rearranges it differently. And you're asking, wait, I just rearranged my bedroom. What happened to it? And then your partner looks at you straight in the face and says, no, it was like that. That's how I found it you start to question your own sanity and your own mind and your own thoughts. And I want you to imagine if somebody is doing that to you every single day, that somebody is telling you that you're ugly every single day. Somebody is telling you that you're not worthy of love and they're doing you a favor every single day. You will believe it. It doesn't matter how educated, smart, awesome you are. You will start to believing that something is wrong with you. And abusers know how to do this really, really well because they want to have control over everything you possess. They literally want to make you their own puppet. And 
make you move however they want you to move so my relationship was so horrible it only lasted five months and 11 days before i decided to run away i never left i actually ran away i packed i remember exactly how i ran away um i was once sitting in my couch and i was talking to my middle sister who is my love i say hi to her from here and she saw me crying with my eyes looking so so raw from all the crying and the tears and she said mina in 10 years you will facetime me from the same couch with children crying and i don't want that for you and i remember asking i don't know where to go i don't have anywhere to go and she said i would rather be in the streets than to be with this man and i don't know what hit me i don't know what hit me but i was like that's true because this is not a life yes i have shelter and i have an apartment but i'm treated so horribly so horribly so i got on a train and i traveled for 24 hours to nebraska to stay with a friend in those 23 hours or 24 i actually didn't have money because he had not given me any money or anything i had to have people buy me water and sandwiches to make it and it was just crying all the way just crying and he was calling and calling and I was confused and I was like what am I doing who's gonna love me who's gonna do this for me who's gonna how am I gonna eat I had access to absolutely nothing I had nothing with my name on it absolutely nothing no job no savings nothing Fast forward to all these years, today, I am an author, I am a teacher, and I am impacting so many kids. I am a daughter, I have a podcast, and I'm working on my second book. And if somebody, if anybody had told me, Mina, just leave, because there's life after abuse, I would not believe them. I would not believe them. If if somebody even told me you would have your own apartment, I would not believe them. Because when I was married, he would stop me from closing the bathroom when I used the bathroom because he always thought I called the cops. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wasn't even allowed to close the bathroom. Whatever I was doing, I could be taking a shower or taking a shit and I would not be allowed to close the bathroom. Um so i don't want to focus on on that very much today i want to focus on the beautiful part about leaving an abuser the first step to leaving an abusive relationship is recognizing you are in one that is the first major step a lot of women don't know that they are in abusive relationships they are too comfortable to leave their partners because their partners believe make them believe that they're not going to be loved that they're going to be homeless that they're going to be that they're going to hurt them 
um, I mean, I remember my ex telling me that he will change. Please don't leave me. I would change. I would change his behavior. I will get therapy. I will get help. But that's not true. Abusers don't change. They will always do this. It's a cycle for them. Um, leaving an abuser is never easy because on average, an abused woman will try to leave seven times before she actually leaves, statistically. And I'm one of those women because I tried to leave him five times before actually leaving. I packed my clothes in five months, five times before I decided to actually leave. It's the toughest thing that you will have to do, but you are not alone in having to do it. Once you decide to do it, there is, there is a huge network of people, books, um, organizations, professionals that will help you for free. I am obviously talking about women in the United States of America. This is a good country. They help abused women. They really do. They help women. I have gotten so much help from um, Women's Center Advancement. I remember it. Um, it helped me with therapy. They helped me with finding a lawyer that was that took my case pro bono. Kristen, I love you so much if you're listening. Sarah, my therapist, um, she helped me so much. I'll tell you a little, a little anecdote. When I met Sarah, I told her, my therapist, she, she used to be, not anymore. I told her that my ex-husband used to tell me that we can't eat sushi because we're not Asians. And she took me to a sushi restaurant and we had so much sushi, I got constipated. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was so bad, but it was also so good. She took me to the, I remember, she took me to the restaurant and she said, order whatever the fuck you want. And she also had raised the money for me from different friends, just friends that had nothing to do with the organization. She raised money for me um, and gift cards. She gave me so many gift cards to different places um, because I had told her earlier that week that I didn't have money to buy period pads. I told her I either had to eat or, or buy those. So she raised money for me and oh my God, for that, I'm so grateful. And for the therapy also, you know, she helped me deal with my trauma. Um, so let's go back to leaving our abusers. It's, it's, as I said, it's the toughest thing you will have to do. But once you do that, there are avenues for you that will be there for you. You have to believe that you have to, um, so many, there are so many organizations that well, like once you call them, they will provide the help you need. I, when I went to Omaha for a while, I had to live in a shelter because I didn't have, I mean, it's a long story, but I, I went to stay with a friend who kicked me out um, because she thought I was flirting with her boyfriend. But girl, I was so fucked up to flirt with anybody. I literally was, I was losing hair from stress. Um, and she just kicked me out. So I ended up in a shelter for a little while. And um, I remember when I was in a shelter, I was looking forward to the day I would have a closet because I lived out of a suitcase. I lived out of a suitcase. All my clothes were in a suitcase in a little tiny section. And I had um, a, 
an air mattress in the beginning they gave me an air mattress and it in the in the middle of the night i would wake up with it deflated and i would and i would have to blow on it for it to <laughs> inflate and then i go back to sleep um but at the same time i felt so lucky that i didn't have to do that with children i didn't have to go through that with children because I don't know how women do it with children, but a lot of women were there with their children trying to leave abusive relationships. Um, but you eventually do it. You know why? Because you're not just strong. You are woman strong. And I'm also talking to men who get abused. There are so many men in abusive relationships. You get the help you need. There are as many organizations equally that help men with their situations and to leave the, your abuser. Um, so to get the help you need, please, if you know somebody or if you are in an abusive relationship, just start by logging in into hotline.org or call 1-800-799-7233. This number is very confidential. If you call this number, they will give you the resources in your city, whatever you need. Um, you have to believe that there's going to be help for you. You are not alone in this. Every single day, there are so many women that are abused in relationships. The hardest part is leaving. You have to protect the most important person in your life, and that is you. So if you need to leave a relationship that is no longer serving you and that is bringing the worst out of you, when you meet somebody and you start to lose hair and you start to look like shit and look sick and cry so much, they're not your people. They're not good for you. Leave. There is life after that. There is life after abuse. There is love after abuse. And if they made you believe that you are not worthy of love, that's not true. I have been loved after my abuse. I have been desired. I have been wanted by people, but most importantly by me. My relationship with myself after the abuse has become so solid because I have learned my worth. I have learned to draw boundaries for myself and I have learned how to be alone and be okay with that because sometimes we tend to throw ourselves in the worst relationships just so we don't stay alone but I would rather be by myself than to be in a wrong relationship or a relationship that doesn't serve me or in a relationship that doesn't bring the best out of me your people and the people that are meant to stay in your life are people that will help you grow and shine and bring the best out of you and make you laugh and, and, and literally wipe your tears with their bare hands. They are not supposed to make you cry even more. You will find your voice, you will find yourself and you will be even stronger after you leave an abuser. I hope that through my story, and I didn't even tell my whole story because you know what? Um, I don't like that narrative. I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the person I have become today because I am not what I have been through. I am who I have become since then. And that 
in my opinion is more important than the person that was abused before yes my abuse and my story is definitely relevant to the person i am today but it did not make me and it did not break me it just pushed me to become the person that i am today it's just a narrative it had to happen the way it happened for me to grow and recognize my worth i just want all the women specifically women i'm so sorry men you matter but i feel like i always feel like women need bigger and tighter hugs because being a woman is very difficult it's a difficult art to be a woman i want you to know that you deserve the world and you deserve somebody that swaddles your heart and is too afraid to break it thank you so much for listening to me today love and light mino